Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. This week, we're discussing staying positive when you have low energy. So exciting. But before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. And this week, or this last mission, rather, was a two-parter. So it was to make a list of your past successes. You can add to it later if you need to. Uh, that you can draw on to build your self-confidence and to identify ways to invest in yourself. Christy, how did that go for you? You know, I really like this mission, mission because you and I really actively worked this mission. One, we got on the phone, we both looked over like examples from our lives where we could see that we were... We, we showed resilience, where we learned lessons, where we took big risks and we were okay. And I really enjoyed that. And then I enjoyed investing in my confidence by saying, yes, I will get myself this. Uh, what was one of my favorite ones? I will get myself this instant pot. Mm-hmm. I'm investing in being able to cook um, healthy meals, even on the days where I don't have the foresight to thaw <laughs> out the chicken in advance or to make brown rice. And I will say I've only used it once, but then there were other things that I invested in, um, like, uh, like small opportunities where I was listening to stuff that I felt like was going to give me better perspective. I was listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of audiobooks that were gaining self-knowledge and, and using, like looking at my days each day and we, we Marco Polo back and forth. Like, how did I invest in myself today? And it really made the difference because there are a lot of times where I won't spend the money, even though it would make things easier. I won't do this, even though it would make things easier. And so at each turn, when I was making choices, I opted for the choice that showed that I was investing in myself. And it it doesn't always have to be uh, monetarily, but I noticed that, that is particularly where my insecurity lies. So I just, I really enjoyed doing that. And I really feel like we work this mission hard. I'm giving, uh, I, I don't grade you, so I'll grade me A plus. I, I love it. I would also say you got an A plus and I'll give myself one too. I agree. This mission was fun. Um, it was interesting. I feel like I learned stuff about myself. Um, but I, I mean, obviously we did it together. So a lot of what, um, what you shared was the same for me, but just every, um, every day or almost every day coming, uh, either having a phone call or doing, uh, sharing something on Marco Polo to just talk about a little bit of how the day went and then giving those examples of how every day or close to it, sharing the examples every day of how we invested in ourselves, I think was so helpful and just really motivating and encouraging uh, for me. And I feel like also taking the, um, taking the time to sit down and really think about that list. Okay. Like where are my, what of what can I be honest about uh, where I've been successful and uh, things have, um, I've maybe, I, I counted some of my successes as even if, a, if something didn't go exactly the way I wanted to, uh, but I really learned something or, you know, developed some new skill. 
you know, I counted some of those things as well. And just being able to take some time to really admit to myself that there are things I know how to do uh, and not necessarily feeling like uh, not taking the opportunity to downplay my success or downplay my skills and abilities, but to really look and say, okay, what can I do and make that list was just so, again, encouraging and motivating and fun. I just really had fun with it. And again, each day, just coming back to how we are investing in ourselves. So I think for me, uh, the investment piece, the investment piece, the investment side of things really was uh, similarly health related. Um, I had had an eye on a, a um, just a piece of equipment that I was like, oh, I would really like that, but like, am I going to use it? Um, but you know what? I just got really excited about it, and I I did it. I I I, I bought a rower um, because I I just feel like that'll be a lot. That'll be very um, I don't know. I just think that it's something that I'm going to like. So I am excited about making that investment um, in getting more active and being healthy and just finding ways to do some of those things that felt chore-like, uh, finding ways to do that stuff that's do it in a way that feels fun and, you know, I can bring a little adventure into it. Um, I'm really excited. So I'm, I really liked this as, as you said, I enjoyed this mission a lot. And I think what I really liked is, or what I really like rather, is that it feels like one similar to the affirmations that, which is another way that I invested myself, uh, but similar to the affirmations that it's a way it's one of those that I will keep. So I will keep, you know, sharing uh, whether it's in the polos when we talk or just even journaling, sharing the ways that I have invested in myself and, you know, just every once in a while taking out some time to identify, okay, where, you know, what can I add to my list of successes? So um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that mission. Absolutely. And it's interesting because this mission was a very energetic mission, but then towards the uh, days preceding that, I felt like we both had sort of an excitement sort of drop. And that brings us to this <laughs> week's topic, which is this week we're discussing staying positive when you have low energy. Brianna, when I say staying positive when you have low energy, what does that mean to you? Oh my goodness. Uh, I think for me what that means, and this is something that's, I feel like a relatively uh, new understanding, so I'm still trying to work it out, but I feel like what that means for me is staying positive when I'm low energy. So not telling myself, not, <laughs> we use this phrase a lot, but not getting on my own case about having low energy, not telling myself or making up stories uh, about myself, uh, about why I might be in this, you know, kind of in a low energy kind of mood, and really just taking it as an opportunity uh, for some maybe low key, <laughs> some low key exploration. Oh, that sounds okay. That sounds not great, but just uh, truly just trying to identify what's going on and then just admitting that sometimes. I'm going to be low energy. I can't be like up all the time. And so what um, 
I just identifying that maybe where I'm at is just more of rather than being like low, like in a valley kind of situation, that maybe I'm just on a plateau and this is fine. I'm like, just instead of like, you know, biking up a hill, I'm just on a nice flat road and there is nothing wrong with that. I love that. And I especially love the there's nothing wrong with that, because I think a lot of times I had, even though I knew realistically, right, I knew that you can't be up all the time without down. There is no up there. It's relative. Life is relative. We experience the world relatively as humans. That is the nature of our perception of the world, even though there is debate whether or not there, I don't even want to get into the concepts of free will and how we experience time, all of that. No, 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 that is not the place for this. But I will say as humans, we do experience things relatively hot, cold, dark, light. These things we've evolved to observe and experience. And I think the hope behind learning how to stay positive when I have low energy is that I don't misinterpret my low energy as depression or start telling myself a story about why that is so. Because one of the things I've been listening to and learning recently is, you know, there was a book called The Upside of Stress that I read and I was, that I listened to an audiobook, which I, I just use the word read. And I was re-listening to it and she mentioned a study, the author of that book mentioned a study put out by that Dr. Alia, I might not be saying it right, Crum, C-R-U-M, had done regarding how you perceive what is happening and how this sort of placebo effect can guide your body into getting very particular results. And the study that they did was with housekeepers. And they took these housekeepers and they told some housekeepers, um, some housekeepers believe that the amount of labor they were doing was breaking down their body. And then they took some other housekeepers that did the exact same job and explained to them that they were actually doing a lot of exercise and that it was good for their body because they were very active. And they came back and they measured their health markers. And the housekeepers who were told the positive things about their work and how they led an active job, uh, they, they had an active lifestyle because of their job, you know, increased they lost weight, they had a lower blood pressure, they had increased um, ratings of happiness with their work. And I just found that really interesting. And I like the idea of applying that concept of mindset to my low energy days so that I don't look at the days where I'm feeling a little muted or a little quiet or just frankly drained because I've gone through a period of a lot of excitement and growth. And I don't accidentally interpret that as me doing something wrong. And now I've fallen back into the morass and I thought I'd change. These are all stories I've told myself. And what I'm really looking to do is to understand the cyclical nature of my energy and to embrace the nature of what actually is. Because you and I were just talking about this quote earlier. Uh, it was Byron Katie. And she says, and I, I'll just paraphrase, but it's the extent of you can argue with reality all you want. You'll only be wrong 100% of the time. And <laughs> a lot of times me just trying to deny the reality that there are ups and downs, not just to life, but my personal set of energy only makes the valleys of my energy that much less enjoyable 
and let's frank, fr frankly, I'm very quick in my mind. I have in the past been very quick in my mind to label it as depressed or blocked or give myself all kinds of stories as to why things aren't as fantastic as they were three days ago. Um, sometimes it is what it is, and that is the nature of what is. Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate hearing essentially all of that. <laughs> especially the part about the stories that we that we can tell each tell ourselves rather uh and then also you mentioned um like just coming to realize that there is there is or can be um a cyclical nature to our energy and to kind of where we are whether it be that that physical energy where we are mood wise um but that that can just there is an there can be an ebb and flow to that and there there are things um that we may be doing or that just are are happening around us there are things then that will uh that can rather affect that energy and i think where i'm trying to where i i feel like with this last kind of experience with having that sort of low energy and that muted kind of just feeling muted i feel like you mentioned it um in a in a conversation that we had you just wanted to be quiet and i just really identified with that like when you've just been maybe in a space that's um got a lot going on or you as you said you've just been working really hard or doing a lot um or not it doesn't, it doesn't have to come after that, but there are just times, and I'm just starting to really understand there are just times when I need to be quiet, like, and I need it, I need, <laughs> I need quiet around me, like my energy level just feels like I, I just can't take one more thing in, or I can't, you know, my brain can't necessarily, you know, process anything too uh, big or complex. I just need to be kind of contained and quiet. And again, that sense of uh, my energy level feels low and I just want to be able to be okay with that. I don't want to have to, you know, have this feeling of, oh man, I just want to be, you know, quiet and um, have, you know, have not, have to not expel a lot of energy and then <laughs> end up kind of spending what little energy, particularly mental energy, what little mental energy I have, like getting all over my own case about it and and starting with those stories. And, you know, for me, one of the, the stories I have is just around, you know, that, that fear of being, it's not even really a fear of being lazy. It's more like that fear of being perceived as lazy because I'm not like, out and doing things and, you know, running at them 100 miles an hour and just from here to here to here. So I really appreciate you talking about um, how our energy can be cyclical. There's that ebb and flow, how there are those times when it just feels like I just need things to slow down a little bit. <laughs> I just need things to be quiet. And give me if if I would just take the t what I've noticed, especially with this last kind of period, if I would just take the time to do that, it feels like the amount of time I feel like I need in that space is so much less than. And so I, um, I again, I'm so excited that we're, I'm excited that we're talking about this. And oddly enough, it's giving me a lot of energy uh, <laughs> um, because it is, again, that sense of 
I feel like I've just, I've learned something new. And so it's, it's almost like I'm excited to just try it, to keep working on it, like to keep honoring that sense of like, okay, I'm in a little low energy, maybe a little low mood. And I'm going to, I'm going to be okay with that. I'm going to kind of be in it. It doesn't mean I'm a negative person. It doesn't mean I'm a lazy person. It doesn't mean anything other than this is what I feel like I need right now. And that is okay. I love that you use the phrase honoring that sense, because at first I was like literally taking a couple notes so I didn't forget what I was going to say next. And one of the things was I had to acknowledge where I was at, but I, I almost like the, no, I don't almost, I absolutely love the distinction of instead of just acknowledging that I'm low energy, honoring that I'm low energy, which has an even more positive connotation to it and to honor what I'm feeling because for the longest time, I felt a lot of shame regarding not being able to do what I theoretically thought I should do uh, because I prided myself on being efficient and smart and mm. strong. And to be anything less than that would, be, would mean that I wasn't good enough. And it stemmed from an inherent flawed bit of thinking that was that I had to prove I was good enough to mm. be good enough. Mm -hmm. You are enough because you are. That is it. End of story. And the more I tried to prove I was, the more I, I almost fed the idea that it wasn't true. Uh, Lee Scantlin, who we both um, took classes from in Hermosa Beach, uh, Lila, was the name of his uh, like small little school that he had at his house um he would say the first lie is that you're not good enough the second lie is that you can do something about it because it's predicated on the first lie and every time i invest in trying to prove something wrong i inherently accept that the premise is true and what i need to do is question the premise and more often even go further when i realize what what is false to honor the truth honor that right now i am not big energy or high energy and the solution for me being tired isn't me yelling at myself to not be lazy anymore. Okay, the solution to being tired is to rest and to honor that I need the rest. And I think for the longest time, I just pushed myself and pushed myself. It's sort of like, have you ever had a job? Where they're like, okay, guys, we're going to really need to put our nose to the grindstone and we're going to have to do this stuff for the Christmas rush or for, you know, insert whatever allegedly small period of time we're all going to have to put in more work. And then they just decided that that's the level of work you have to do now forever. And yes. people start quitting and everything starts going terribly wrong. And they wonder why people feel demoralized. Nobody got raises, by the way. That never happens when they're like, we've all got to get in there because it's usually because the business is failing or something's gone terribly wrong. And so their solution is, let's just all work harder forever. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And the idea that I'm going to make impossible things happen all the time without any downtime is delusional and destructive to me. And I love the concept and I love the wording specifically of honoring that sense that I need rest. Because if I allow myself, there's been plenty of times 
where I pushed and pushed and pushed and I came up short because I didn't give myself the time to gather my resources, to gather my thoughts, to rest myself, to take care of myself. And eventually all of that falls apart in a somewhat spectacular way. Mm-hmm. And um, then I just become, I mean, I remember a time in my twenties where I was just that girl, right? That girl where stuff just kept going down. Do you know what I mean? Like I had that energy about me where there was a lot of drama, Brianna, and I was so embarrassed. What it was, was my refusal to admit that I was tired or to accept my limitations as if me accepting or honoring my limitations meant that I was limited. Just because a situation is not, is unsustainable does not mean that I'm some sort of lazy, broken jerk. Uh, But honestly, I saw it that way. If Mm -hmm. I couldn't make the impossible work all the time, then I was not, I was a negative thinking, problem seeking, excuse making, lazy bones. (laughs) And try not to swear. (laughs) Lazy bones. I love that. (laughs) Um, Well, and I love it because I can absolutely relate to it. And there's, you know, and I mean, just so much of what you shared there, that idea of, you know, what you do equating to your sense of self-worth and, you know, questioning that premise, the idea of, um, you know, the shame related to what you feel like you can't do. I mean, I just think, and then having that sense of like, that you just have to do it. You have to do everything, be able to do everything forever <laughs> like that always, you just yeah. always right like that just has to be the the way that you operate it's just such a i mean i feel like it is a no brainer that that like i feel like it's a no brainer that that's true like that you don't have to do that but seriously it is it really is new learning i just you know, my go-to was if I'm not multitasking and if at least two of those tasks don't involve some sort of fire I'm putting out, then I am slacking off. (laughs) I'm not, particularly if it's a work-related thing, then I'm not earning, you know, I'm not earning kind of, I'm wasting their money because I'm not doing everything I possibly could be. And what I found, obviously, is that that just isn't sustainable. Uh, that doesn't make for an enjoyable experience, not only professionally, but then that bleeds over. I think for me, it bled over per- personally, because then I would just have to not just be quiet. I would have to. I would end up actually crashing, where you know, for days on end, um, I would be kind of this in this low energy kind of space. And at the time, you know, at the time made worse by, I didn't have the same mindset that I have now. So it it just made that low energy period or that low period seem so much worse or not even seem, it was just so much worse. And so now coming to understand that there, that I can be more aware of that like that energetic kind of, okay, how am I feeling about this? What's happening? What, and, and having a better sense 
uh, trying to, well, rather working on having a better sense of what do I need in this moment or what do I need to get through this moment and then what can I, you know, what do I need immediately after? Because sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes I definitely do need to kind of push through despite how, you know, energetically, despite how I'm feeling. But what I'm recognizing now is I don't have to do that indefinitely. And I can kind of say, okay, well, I just need, I truly just need to get through this. And then I can have that little bit of downtime. I can be quiet. I can, you know, take that rest. But what I noticed is I had to actually take the rest to, to, okay, this is going to be hard to describe, but I had to actually like kind of prove to myself that I would take the rest period to be able to really do that effective push through. Because otherwise what would happen is, you know, prior to having some of this, I would say, okay, well, just like 15 more minutes, you know, I just got to hang on 15 more minutes and then like, we'll be done. And and then we can take a little bit of rest. But then I'd be like, well, I mean, I made it 15 minutes. Let's just push through another 45. <laughs> and then again, I, you know, kind of would get to a place where then I would just crash because I hadn't taken, you know, I, I hadn't really just stopped when I needed to stop. So uh, I, I just am, again, feeling so excited about coming into this new kind of awareness of like, hey, man, we were both, you know, kind of low energy at the same time. And then being able to talk about it and be like, hey, yeah, this is happening. And this is this is how I'm dealing with it this week. Um, I'm low energy or I'm just kind of I'll, I'll say plateau energy <laughs> just on that straight path. Um, doesn't feel like it much is happening, which is, I guess, fine. But I also don't have a lot to like increase my speed or my elevation or whatever. I'm using biking metaphors and I'm not a biker. Um, I think they call them cyclists, actually. Anyway, see, I'm so excited I'm getting distracted. Um, but uh, yeah, just to be on this plateau and then just recognize like this is fine. It's just it is okay. And I'm actually really excited that I'm taking this time for myself and and really proving to myself that I will listen to my body, to my mind, I guess, and do what it takes to, again, that sense of honor what it feels like I need in that moment. Because for so long, for so, so long, I just would ignore all of that, uh, as you, as you would mention, all of that. And then, you know, generally no good comes from that. I totally relate to what you're saying. It's interesting because my default method for dealing with being low energy is to scream in my, at my self in my mind to just do it already. Do you know what mm. I mean? Which is, mm -hmm. uh, thanks Nike for just do it. What does that even mean? Sometimes I've got it in me uh. to just do it. Other times it's like, but if I could have just done it, I would have done, done it, man. Do you know what I mean? Like that is not mm -hmm. where I'm at right now. And I'm on to me, Brianna. If I tell myself, it's like, there's a part of me, it's like talking to a kid that says, Hey, if you eat all your vegetables, you're going to get ice cream. Then they don't get ice cream. You can't say eat all your vegetables again the next night. Cause they're like, there is no ice cream. These Brussels sprouts, they shall remain here. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're not going to play that game. Mm -hmm. And I think, I realized I lost credibility with myself 
by just sort of telling myself, just do it, just do it, just do it for 10 more minutes. Just do... And then I wonder why I'm exhausted and I'm just sitting around not doing anything and hating myself while I'm not doing anything. My new thing is if I'm not going to do anything, let's try to enjoy it at least. I mean, if nothing's getting done anyway, mm-hmm. I might as well enjoy me, you know, visiting the AITA, am I the a whole forum on Reddit because apparently before I start any major push on a book, I'll be Redditing, Brianna. I'll be on Reddit. I'll be listening to podcasts. I'll be wandering around. But there's a period I've noticed 18 books later where I need to get quiet before I go hard on a book, especially if I've spent a lot of time sort of being extroverted because the truth of the matter is, I guess I'm an ambivert, but, um, I started off as a hardcore introvert. And if I've been spending a lot of time in the company of people or in a lot of conversations, I do require at some point some downtime. And mm-hmm. also if I've been in a number of draining conversations and conversations that are strained and difficult, me just saying, well, it wasn't that bad. It's fine. Like me not acknowledging that I pay a price for that later just like me not acknowledging not going to bed at a certain hour or certain foods I eat, there's like a physiological component to how I feel. And me just deciding that I should just not feel that in no way mitigates that. In every way does it make it sort of turn into the giant blob. And one of the most damaging things I've done to myself when I've been low energy in the past is I started labeling it as depression. I started coming up with reasons why I was so low energy. With an exception to like some of the very basic stuff, like I'm tired because I'm not sleeping. Uh, you didn't sleep. You've been eating a bunch of pretty food. You haven't been drinking enough water. You haven't been getting any exercise. You haven't seen the sun in five days. <laughs> but you're sure the reason why this is wrong is because now I'm looking at things on the internet. Um, and I'm looking at the news and I'm looking at the problems my friends have and I'm looking all out there and I've decided that all these reasons, all these impossible things to solve, Brianna, are the reasons why I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And I'm more than sad. I'm depressed. And I'm not saying that depression doesn't happen. It absolutely does. But a lot of times I don't just jump in that quicksand. I like look for the quicksand, crawl in, and then start like covering myself in it to justify <laughs> why I feel so low. And if I would just take a moment to honor what I'm feeling and and have it there be no shame attached to the fact that I'm not as energetic or productive as I was even an hour ago, even three days ago, and start looking there's a there's a movie called Crazy Stupid Love with Emma Stone and uh Who's the Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, who's that hot guy? Ryan Gosling, that's funny. That's him. And there's just this one question. It's in the the major dirty dancing scene when mm-hmm. they're and um she's gone home with him and now she realizes she's in a situation where she doesn't know if she can make this happen. It's really not like her. And she says, What happens next? I mean logistically. And there's something about her asking for the logistical component of what is going to go down that moves things forward, no matter how awkward they are. You know, when he talks about he works dirty dancing in the conversation and then he does the lift and then, you know, um, uh, sexy times were had by all, we'll just say. My point being that question, what do we do logistically? When I stopped asking myself the question of what's wrong with me, Brianna? Why aren't I doing this? What's wrong? What? When I asked myself, what should I be doing logistically? 
Hmm. When I make it about what are the details, when I get into that like experimental mode where I'm like, we're going to work on our sleep. We're going to eat some more vegetables. Let's crawl out into the sunlight for, you know, a couple minutes. Let's not go crazy. We're not an outdoor person, mm-hmm. but no, we can be an outdoor person. Sure we can. We're just, uh, we enjoy indoor catness a lot as well. Um, <laughs> but when I start getting into the logistics of what can I do to change up my energy? Uh, and a lot of the logistics are water, sleep, sunlight, vegetables, nutrition. When I get into that, instead of the what is wrong with me, I'm in a lot much better place. Mm, I love that. What? Yes. Letting go of that. What is wrong with me is so, oh, that is, that's a good one. And I feel like I, that is exactly where I was. Um, I don't know what day is it? Whatever day it was like a couple days ago, I was noticing that I'm, I felt like, oh man, um, after having some really like kind of real kind of up and positive days, I felt like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm low again. And wow, what's happening. And, you know, there was a moment where I was like, why is this, uh, I was like, why is this happening again? And with that attitude, with that kind of energy, you know, that internal energy. Um, and then thankfully I recognized, oh, well, this, this seems about right. Like I felt like like I, I had that recognition of, I, I think I asked the same question the last time this happened. So I'm seeing the cycle now. Okay, great. Uh, and and I, I kind of like that awareness of like, oh, I've already worked on this a little bit. So what's happening now is I need a little downtime or I'm just in a little bit of a low energy space and that's okay because you know what? I know now that, that I come out of that that it's going to be maybe a day or two or um, maybe a little bit longer. But honestly, at this point, not really. It's going to be a couple of days and I'm just going to kind of feel like this. And I need to, um, in those times, what I'm recognizing or what's helped me this week, in those times then what I need, I need to fall back on routine and structure. (laughs) So it is like, keeping it real bare bones of, you know, okay, I maybe I'm not going to see a lot of people. Uh, I'm not going to commit to a lot of things. I'm going to, you know, here are like the main things that I need to do every day. Uh, I need to go to work. (laughs) I need to pack a lunch for work and I need to like, you know, I don't know. I can't think of the last thing, but those are the, you know, identifying what do I absolutely have to do and then getting okay with like the rest of it. If when it comes, I have the energy for it. Great. If I don't, then that's okay too. And then I'm just going to sit here and be kind of quiet and let myself recharge or reflect or whatever it is I feel like I need in this quiet time Then I'm going to do that and be done with it. And just essentially now having the mindset of, I'm just going to ride it out. It's going to be fine. This happens and I'm going to, I'm going to ride it out. And I just feel like, or, you know, I just feel like having that, knowing that that doesn't mean I'm not a positive person, knowing, as you said, it doesn't mean that there's anything, you know, wrong with me has just been so helpful. I mean, we even 
we're, you know, we talked about it today. And just in talking about it, I had more energy talking through it, like, hey, this is what I'm going through. That helped me kind of helped kind of move some of that energy to, you know, come up a little bit, I would say. Um, So I just, yeah, I appreciate that sense of just reminding myself of there's nothing, just having this doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. I will say one of the, one of the other things I had to recognize when it came to, or, or try to understand when it comes to the energy pieces, sometimes I have to look around. Sometimes it's, you know, it is internal. What's going on with me internally? But I will also say sometimes, as you mentioned, related to the extrovert piece, it is what's going on with me, what's going on externally. So, you know, who have I been around? What, you know, what situations have I been in? Um, And then I also have to ask myself, if I'm low energy, is it because I feel like I'm doing something? <laughs> Am I, do I feel like I'm having to do something I don't really want to do? I've noticed that I can be a little bit, um, I don't know, I, I guess it could be considered passive aggressive from an energetic standpoint, um, but I can be a little bit like withdrawn and um I'll just say withdrawn, quiet, low energy, if there are things that I feel like I'm being pressed into doing. And and I sometimes, I'm getting better at recognizing when that's the case. Um, but sometimes I'll kind of be in this mood and like, what is happening? And then realize it's like, oh, because I, you know, <laughs> I've been partaking or participating in things that something or some things that I just that's just not feeding me um, and just not something that I really want to be doing. And so I have to figure out at that point, well, is it something that I have to do regardless? And then I might have to change my attitude about it or find ways to uh, change my attitude about it. Or is it something that I can just legitimately stop doing? And coming to that recognition, like that, that I do have control over you know, some of those things has been very helpful in managing or uh, coming to understand more quickly why I might be experiencing that sort of low energy or low, low mood. Absolutely. And you brought up so many points there that I completely agree with. You know, I do love acknowledging that low energy does not mean negativity. Just because I don't feel like I'm having a fun and exciting time doesn't mean I'm being negative. It could just mean I'm fatigued, I'm tired. And there's sometimes it's physiological issues. You know, look at your diet, look to see if maybe you have a vitamin deficiency. I had not realized this, but for quite some years, I have had sleep apnea and Mm. my mood has gotten considerably better And I've gotten considerably less lazy as I've actually been able to breathe every night when I go to sleep because it was severe. And I'm still in the first 90 days of treatment and the difference is night and day. And I'm told that whatever brain damage that I may have suffered from having very, like some of my oxygen levels were scary low. Like there was like some 77%. I hear that's not good. I have a friend who's a nurse. She was not like, great. oh, I'm not happy with that number as much as we could be happy with another number. Um, but it existed. And in a lot of ways, just knowing that information made me feel better about me because I was like, oh, 
that's what that panicky feeling was. It was me mm-hmm. like gasping for air in the middle of the night or uh, why I felt so weird driving on the freeway. Like I was like, God, this, I, like I'm constantly having to force myself to remember I am on this road. I'm doing, it was me fighting like highway hypnotism. And a lot of people apparently who have the level of sleep apnea I have fall asleep at the wheel. Uh, I have an inbred and really uh, robust panic meter. So <laughs> I was able to stay conscious by, you know, sheer and utter panic. But it is exhausting, Brianna. And no wonder I didn't want to get in the car as much. And no wonder my emotional regulation was off. And so, you know, step one, get some things checked out. Get a little bit of blood work. Uh, make sure you're breathing at night. Eat some vegetables. Get a regular bedtime. Look at that sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep is a big one for low energy. Uh, eat, eat, eat. The good food is good for energy. Exercise. That's what I need to uh, – uh, that I, that is an exciting opportunity, Brianna, for me to, uh, you know, up that level there, looking for ways to uh, do that. And then you also mentioned um, like, well, there's something you mentioned, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it made me remember, it was those external circumstances that are affecting me. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I would not acknowledge that some circumstances like going to a party or for me, sometimes driving can be very stressful. And, you know, now I have some reasons about that. And to acknowledge that despite the fact that they don't stress everyone else out and everyone else isn't drained, that information in no way mitigates the reality of what I'm living. I used to think that because I shouldn't, quote unquote, be bothered by this, that if I just push myself into not being bothered, that I would have no effect whatsoever. That is the equivalent of like taking a kid who's afraid of the monster in the closet and just going, there's no monster. We'll do this by just shoving you in there and locking you in a dark closet. That'll fix it all. It No, it makes it considerably worse. That is not the way to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just was shooting all over myself. And there's a lot of situations that I feel like I should be able to handle uh, if only I could just take care of this and make this person feel better and change this person's mind. And I realized a lot of those draining activities stemmed from a very codependent relationship style and mm-hmm. not in the way where I was like, there's several different definitions of codependency. There's many out there. And it's not the one where I'm like constantly working with an addict or whatnot, but the concept that I'm responsible for other people's feelings and that I should be able to persuade them. And I do have some innate talents in the area of persuasion. However, that doesn't make me responsible. Just because I can do something doesn't mean I should. And it doesn't even mean it's a good thing to do. And it's taken me quite a number of years and even more recent information. I went to Codependence Anonymous. I went to several, I think like seven meetings or something and read a lot of their literature just because I wanted to have more healthy boundaries. And I do think my lack of healthy boundaries has caused a lot of relationships in my life to be more draining than they needed to be because my thoughts around them had me taking more of an emotional burden than one that was necessary or healthy. Mm, wow. Yes. <laughs> that sense of re- that sense of um, being in a space where you feel responsible for something, particularly if it's something you can't really like 
talking about reality that you can't really influence uh that is and and then the effect that has on your energy that has been one uh one really important thing that i've had to learn over the last couple of years and i'm really that learning a, a more realistic sense of responsibility is the thing that I've been having to learn over the last couple of years. And then just recently understanding the effect that ha that has on my mood and my energy levels. Um, that is just something, you know, that's coming for me recently, particularly, um, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, having particular skills that are innate. And so you can, you kind of draw on those or use those without it caught, like costing you much, right? Uh, and I and I think that I'm just kind of waking up to that sense that uh, those are the things that I need to lean into more than trying to constantly reach for these these things or trying to do things with skills that I maybe have, but it's just going to be harder for me to access, and so it takes much more energy. So, you know, we've talked. Uh, you've shared uh, about the strengths and the Clifton strengths in particular, and and identifying those innate things that um, that are just going to well come easily that you don't have to spend a lot for, and that's really where I'm trying to move some of my activities and my focus is less on again. I loved you use the the shooting, um, less of the shooting all over myself. Uh, as far as like, well, everybody else is doing it this way, or everybody else is doing this, or you know, the people in my circle are doing this, so I should be doing it too. When that just might not be where I'm going to get my energy, and and just finding those spaces. That's what I'm hoping for is finding those spaces that are going to to feed me more than it's going to cost me. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to be in this, that things are just going to be perfect and wonderful and super easy all the time. No, I am a human in the world and I understand how the world works, but I don't have to actively seek the things that are going to like kind of heap on the cost, right? Like if the if things are just going to be at times they're going to be challenging it's going to take effort um it's going to take energy fair enough i get it uh but then i don't have i don't have to um seek out things that, or i don't have to do things or yeah i'll say i don't have to do the things that are going to make that even more of a drain. I can't, it's okay. Like I, I feel like I'm just now learning. It's okay to do the things that are like that build that positivity or build that sense of energy and, and are uplifting. I feel like that seems weird to, well, you know what? I'm not even going to qualify it. It is what it is. So I am learning that and I'm very excited. Like it just feels like, uh, looking for those things that give energy, like being in that space, like I want to go after, that's the stuff I want to go after, is very exciting and it's motivating. And I'm I'm really looking forward to exploring that more and seeing what comes from that. Um, and I do just want to back up just a, just a minute because you were talking about with energy in particular, that there may be some health reasons that, uh, you know, there may actually be some physical reasons why you're feeling low energy. And so I do just want to make a plug for um, if you've got, you know, if you're having low energy or, or feeling um, 
you know, feeling kind of in that space that uh, I will wholeheartedly agree, like maybe just, um, see, you know, maybe there is a physical cause. I will say, similar to you in sleep apnea, I have gone through um, a couple of health uh, challenges, we'll say, um, one of them being uh, at one point some very severe anemia. <laughs> to the point my doctor's like, I don't know how you're walking around right now. But that whole time, I, there was a physical reason for me uh, to have literally very limited physical energy. But the whole time I was on my case talking about like, why can't you do more? And, you know, everybody else is getting out there and what's your problem? And just all of these really negative things. And ultimately my problem was... <laughs> I was anemic. Uh, so again, this idea of really, uh, you know, taking a comprehensive look at what might be going on, uh, because all of that is just information that's going to help or that can help. Um, it might not, it might not immediately get you, you know, it might not immediately give you the lift, but it can get you on the path to, you know, uh, better a better energy level, um, more consistent energy level. Um, and so just wanting to share that. And then also, particularly if we're talking low energy and low mood, uh, just being open to what, uh, you know, those external factors certainly, but that there also can be a component, a health component related to mental health when we're talking about low energy, low mood. So being aware that of that and, and, if you feel like, you know, if people feel like they need to get that checked out uh, and get support for that, that I just definitely want to encourage that because, um, you know, while what we're essentially talking about right now are things that, you know, I think for, for both of us at this point in our lives, we can kind of contribute or attribute, help the low, low, low energy with some of the more um, mindfulness or kind of that mindset. But there are times when it's more than that. And um, I just wouldn't want anybody to ever feel like just think your way into <laughs> better energy is um, that's not necessarily uh, what we're saying. Absolutely. I think knowing yourself and knowing and trusting that if you're feeling something and you honor that feeling, that it is okay to feel what you are feeling. And I've always equated it because I do feel like there are some people who are just making excuses and nothing ever works out for them and nothing ever goes their way. And I do know that people have bad luck and then sometimes bad luck has a tendency, like I've gotten to one of those spirals, right? Where this thing happens, it triggers this thing. You know, I, I'm running late for work and so I don't, I don't pull over when my engine's running a little hot and I didn't realize that doing that meant that I totally froze my engine, which means now it's harder for me to get to work, which means now I've got to take more time. And then I have less money because I'm spending it on the thing and I've got, and then just everything starts to unravel. It just mm -hmm. gets worse and worse and worse. And one of the reasons why I would get into situations like that is because I had been trained and I'd been conditioned to feel helpless and to believe in the illusion of lack. One mm. of the things I've realized as I've been older is particularly when I was in my 20s and 30s, even though it does happen time to time, you know, now in my middle age, my third quarter, is this concept that there isn't enough time. 
it's the fallacy that there isn't enough. Mm -hmm. And here's the truth. It will, you can't indefinitely keep going if there is nothing self-sustaining about the model that I have. And the thing where I just kept moving the goalpost, okay, if I could just get through Christmas, I'm going to do that. If I could just do this, blah, blah, blah. If I could just get to this, blah, blah, blah. And then I start doing things. Like I spend more money on lunches because I don't have time and I do this and I don't have that. There was this time in my life in my early 20s where if I put my paycheck, this is old school. You had to take your paycheck, you know, a piece of paper, right? <laughs> and you had to go to the bank. You had to deposit it. And later there was this amazing thing called the ATM. You couldn't just do it in an app. But I'd be afraid to deposit my paycheck because once I deposited my paycheck, Brianna, then I would spend it all and I'd have no money, right? But -hmm. then what would happen was I'd finally deposit it and then I'd be like, okay, well, I don't want to write the bill just yet for my electric bill. I don't want to write that check. Old school, check. I don't want to mail that check because um, something might come up. And then I was then I was hit with late fees. And then there's nothing more expensive in this world than being broke. I will always know that. I will always believe that. If you're having a hard time financially, there's nothing more expensive than that. And it's not your fault. The system is rigged. But even knowing that, Brianna, my feeling of lack, that fear about putting that money in the bank, that fear over a check bouncing, that fear over all these little tiny things started to add up, take a toll, and literally cost me more money. And it's the same thing with time. I had to learn that it takes more time to rush around than it does to gather my thoughts. Mm -hmm. But it was my innate insecurity and my innate feeling of lack that never gave myself the time to say, hey, I need to stop and get things together. And if you can't, because I can understand when you're on that wheel that it's hard to get off, what's going to happen is something terrible is going to (laughs) happen. Something like your car breaking down or worse. And you're going to be pushed off that wheel. You're going to crash. Okay. It's going to happen. When you crash, don't be so quick to just jump right back in like you can't wait. At least in that moment, the people around you will give you time Take more time then. Try to set yourself up. Even say things like, hey, listen, this crash happened because of bad luck and also some other timing. You know, there was a friend of mine who was like, I feel really guilty because I can't, I'm not going to loan another friend of ours some money. And I said, well, I don't even talk to her anymore. And she was like, well, you know, but she just needs $300 to fix her radiator. And I said, no, she doesn't. We've known her. For 15 years, she is in her 50s. For her to not have enough money to fix her radiator, it's because she stopped working and then she wouldn't work. And then we loaned her money. And so her default is to always borrow money and never pay it back. And now she's at the point in her life where it's not just happenstance that she can't afford to get her radiator fixed on her car. It's that she's gone through every friend she has and borrowed all the money. She stopped working. She hasn't had a job in 20 years. And she doesn't have any credit to speak of in her 50s. At a certain point, it can't be my responsibility to take care of that for her. Um, And as sad as that is, sometimes letting someone bottom out makes them have to find a way to solve it on their own. Either way, though, it's not my problem anymore. And I used to really be afraid that I was being mean and that I was being selfish. But if you're feeling drained, and you're running around taking care of everybody else, oxygen mask on your own face first. 
Hmm. Yes, I like that uh, reminder that we do have to take care of ourselves in order to, uh, you know, to get what we need, but then also to be able to help other people. So I, um, yeah, and of course, you know, that inflated sense of responsibility or maybe a misplaced sense of responsibility where it feels like you've got a, I, I really uh, connected with that impression of like, you just got to run around and do everything. Ah, that feels so, that just feels like something I know very well. Uh, and so the reminder that we need to slow down a little bit. And sometimes we, you know, you and I have talked about, sometimes you just need to, you need to take that active time um, active time uh, feels a little active time to do nothing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But you do need to take that time to just think about stuff and reflect on things. Because, um, you know, for me, I feel like that's where the learning can happen. Uh, that's where the recharge can happen. But for so long, I just felt like that was a waste of time. But again, is it really if you you know as you said if you're running around running around and then what that does is just compile like problems then yes i need to take uh i should say if i'm running around running around and it's just like making kind of these problems in my life a little bit worse then i do need to take a minute and stop and say okay what is really happening here and you know what what can i let go of or how do i need to what do I need to change about how I'm going about these things? Um, and I feel like I'm getting better at that because I have done the crash. And I feel like you and I have even said, I think I'm in a space where I maybe need to slow down a little bit before the universe forces me to slow down because <laughs> that's never fun. Um, and so feeling like, you know, feeling like I have a choice uh, in these things and feeling empowered to be able to, um, again, that kind of oxymoron, like take charge by doing little to nothing. Well, what outwardly maybe looks like little to nothing, but is, you know, that time to be quiet, that time to be reflective. Uh, I'm just starting to uh, really identify, or excuse me, really appreciate that time much more. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed as well is I, um, sometimes I, I need my quiet time, I need my downtime to actually be thinking about nothing, to actually be doing nothing, to feel like I have no responsibility, in part because I have a, you know, my, um, in my job, I feel like is very, uh, on, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like, just, um, you know, there's a lot of emotional stress. It's, it can be physically demanding. And so sometimes I just need, my brain just needs a break to think about nothing. So maybe that's reading, you know, for me, it's like reading a book, watching something, whatever, but where I don't actually have to be worried about, well, I don't have to be worried about anything. I don't have to feel responsible for anything. I can just be. And, um, again, coming to the realization that I need that and it's okay to need that. And it's okay to engage in that has just been really, um, really helpful. And then again, coming to the space where over these last couple of days, uh, just really recognizing like, okay, well, there's just something kind of going on and I'll kind of, kind of work through it in the way that, you know, kind of this just 
be real chill, be real quiet. Um, I think you use the term be a little bit muted and uh, it's fine. It'll, it'll work. It's, I will work it out. I'll, it'll work itself out. Um, but just, I don't know, having the, coming to that realization, having this experience now with you uh, being able to talk about it is, it's exciting to recognize that I can be low energy and it's okay. And that, that, that I can still be a positive person and, you know, that that's not going to last forever. All of those things. I'm just um, really, really grateful to come to this new understanding. I agree. I do think it gives me, it gives me a greater perspective on like these cycles that I have. And I do think that just noticing patterns and just starting to realize, Oh, this, I remember my guy was like, Oh, why aren't you writing your book? Because I, you know, I'm on, I'm on Reddit or I'm watching a bunch of videos or I'm listening to whatever. And I'm like, well, apparently uh, what we're doing right now is we're on Reddit and we're watching these videos and um, that's how I'm getting my book done. And he was like, is that really how that works? And I said, I've done this for 18 books. This is my 19th. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. So please close the door because, <laughs> and he was like, all right. I was like, after you write 18 books and you can tell me how to write the 19th. Okay. Uh, and he was like, you don't have to be that way. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just being aggressive because he's literally saying the things that I'm trying to keep myself from saying out loud to myself. Mm -hmm. um, and he took it. The thing about my guy is, um, he he's not sensitive like I am. So I could just say that and he'll be like, ha ah, and then he'll just walk off and, you know, sit in the backyard with a stray cat named Fred that we have in the back and uh, just live his life. And he's fine like that. It makes us a great couple. But my point being, learn to see the patterns in what you're doing. Like the next time something happens, I remember when I first started working from home and this was before I was with David. So I was alone in a studio apartment and I loved it because I didn't have to go anywhere. And I am introverted. But I noticed that around, I think it was somewhere between 48 and 72 hours, if I hadn't left my apartment and talked to a human, I started to get a little squirrely. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, it, and believe it or not, this is where part of my Diet Coke addiction started, was I would going to 7-Eleven and getting a big gulp and just talking to the person at the counter for two seconds. And they started to know me and it was fine. I was like Norm from Cheers up in that 7-Eleven. And <laughs> just getting that little hit of interaction of just being out of the house, that quick change of environment made a huge difference. And then later when I had another apartment, I used to go to this diner at night. I'm still Facebook friends with the overnight waiters. And I started to realize, oh, okay, what happens is even though you're introverted, there is a pattern to when you get squirrely. And I've just started to notice, oh, okay, when you write books, there's the, I've got a deadline looming. And then the first way of dealing with that deadline is apparently we're on Reddit. Uh, we're doing all these other kind of crazy things, but I know it's getting closer to the time for me to write the book when I get annoyed that people are trying to get me to do things that aren't writing the book. And then they're like, well, now you're just sitting there. And I'm like, that's how I do it. There's this space between when I disengage with the outside world and I engage in my inner world, that there's that space of connection that can take, you know, anywhere from one to five days. And, and it can happen more than once in a book. And just by looking really hard at those patterns and remembering that they exist can ease a lot of the tension 
between how things are and how you wish they would be. And it allows you to accept what's happening without a lot of judgment, which I think is a much more positive way to be. Mm-hmm. And, and agreed. I love that. And I just, again, reiterating, like once I, you know, as I should say, as I understand my patterns bet more, uh, once I can continue to practice uh, being comfortable uh, or finding ways to uh, be comfortable even in kind of the, that low energy space, I just feel like, um, oh, I lost my train of thought that fast. Sorry, everybody. Mm, it was going to be a good one too. It's probably going to solve the every problem in the universe. Um, no, but I will talk a little bit about um, just finding uh, ways to, when, when I'm in that space, one other thing that I had to figure out is finding things that could be comforting to me during, or that is comfort, comforting to me in that time. And um, just trying to remember that and bring some of that in. So if, if I can't like find something to kind of bring the energy up that at least I'm, I feel like I'm being like, I'm taking care of myself uh, in that time. So you talked about going to, you know, figuring out when you start to get squirrely. So going to the diner, going to the 7-Eleven. And again, that sense of like, well, in this time, what, if, if I can't, like come up up um, if, if this is just going to be where I'm at for now then what at least can I do uh, what else can I do aside from honoring that that is going to um, just help me uh, help me through it uh, help me feel like I'm taking care of myself help help me uh, to kind of maintain where I'm at um, and so yeah just identifying some of those things that I you know that I find um, somewhat comforting um you know a particular music that i like to listen to or i tend to gravitate towards you know when i'm kind of in that low energy i tend to gravitate towards um like adventure (laughs) sci-fi which is so weird um maybe not weird i just i enjoy like that um that kind of like let me get off planet for a little bit uh so just finding those opportunities or finding those things that are going to support support wherever i'm at um and support me taking care of kind of taking care of myself without putting a lot of shooting or negative energy or negative self-talk on it i just um yeah that self-awareness and finding those things i just think is is has been helpful i love that there's a proverb that says fall down seven rise eight Mm. and i've always adjusted it just slightly for myself which is fall down seven rise eight but don't be afraid to take a nap first you get that time you don't have to jump up right away so if you've pushed yourself so hard that the energy is gone it's okay I've done it. I've done it a million times. I do it regular. I forget to remember that it's okay to take time. But if you've fallen down for the seventh time, sure, go ahead and get up eight. But don't be afraid to give yourself a little rest. Go ahead Mm. and take the time when it happens and um, give yourself a break because these things, the world isn't actually just screaming at you, except where you're at. That isn't the message that you're getting beamed at you in every commercial and from every boss and teacher and parent and colleague. Okay, we're all just yelling at ourselves and each other, be better now. And um, 
I can understand the pressure. Uh, I relate strongly to the pressure, but I would like us to be a voice that says, it's all right. Uh, be where you are. And mm-hmm. later, you can be something else should you care to. It's right. fine. It's all demonstrably fine. Oh, I love that. I will just sh- share one thing that when that made me think of is like the, you know, <laughs> be okay you know it's okay to take a nap is i remember when i lived in california <laughs> when i lived the Cal- in california sometimes feeling very stressed out that it was sunny so much because that like meant like sunny days me for me having been being from the midwest sunny days means like you got to get up and you got to get out and you got to do stuff <laughs> while the sun is shining and it's warm outside um and so just having and then you know when it's a little overcast or chilly or rainy, those are the days you get to sit inside and kind of take a break. But in California, that doesn't exist. <laughs> so I just remember waking up on a sunny day, like the hundredth sunny day in a row or something, and just being like, good Lord. I mean, come on. And then just feeling like I got to, oh my gosh, I got to get up. I got to go find something to be outside. Ah, I just need a break. Um, so anyway. Uh, I just brought it all back. Tyranny of good weather. (laughs) (laughs) Who who worries about that? But I'm telling you, overcast and chilly—that is my jam. So, um, so I appreciate you sharing uh, that reminder. That again, it is okay. Uh, It it is okay. It's more than okay. It is. It is. It can be very good for you to take that break and to just honor where you're at. So that, I think, brings us into our mission for this week. And it is to be mindful of your energy levels and give yourself a break when you need it. And we would love to hear from you. And now it's even easier than ever to connect with us. You can go to PositiveViewPodcast.com. That's Positive View viewpodcast.com and click on the message icon to leave us a voicemail. Yes, and new episode new episodes come out every other Monday. Please take a moment to follow and rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.